You are now listening to Home of Halloweens. This is the horror movie review podcast, run and controlled by you, the listeners. You want to die tonight? You choose the movies I review. You also get to have your say in the three-word review. It's that new fox contributed something to the cause. I promise you, you have never heard a podcast like this before. So welcome to the You Run Podcast. Are we having fun now? No. Welcome to this very, very special edition, bonus episode of the You Run podcast. Today, I'm going to be reviewing the movie 1BR or Apartment 1BR if you're in the UK. This is, without a doubt, the most underdiscovered horror movie of recent memory. And it's fantastic. And I wish that more people had seen it. And I hope after you've listened to this show, you will go and seek it out and watch this movie because it is such a good psychological horror. It's so well put together. And I really hope by me bringing this to you, more people can discover and enjoy this movie like I have. Um, Not only am I going to be reviewing it, I've got two exceptional guests on today that I'm honoured to have come on the show Uh, i've got a look mishra who is the producer of one br and naomi grossman who also stars in one br um if you've not seen one br before you won't know naomi from from one br but i guarantee you will know her you will probably know her as pepper from american horror story and i'm joined by both of those guests later on today Um, not only that i've decided to bite the bullet and i am going to take on Horror, not horror, and see if I can finally knock Bruce Martin off the top spot. He's held on to the title for the entirety of season two, and I have the intention of pipping him at the post and taking it off of him. But before we get there, before we get to our guests, let's listen to the trailer and then review the movie. I've been busy. When are you coming home? I'm staying. They put that system in a few years ago after a break-in. Don't worry. Neighborhood's a lot safer now. I just moved here. I don't really know anyone. What brought you to LA? Trying to start a new life. Missed one here. Any pets? Nope. You got it. We're neighbors. Hey, listen, we're having a barbecue. You should come. Welcome. We like to make this place feel like a real neighborhood. And we all kind of take care of each other here. I've reviewed a lot of movies for you um, on the podcast and you make it really easy for me. Um, You run this show, so you pick the movies that I review, um, which puts me in a nice position that I know that the people who are voting have probably seen the movie I'm going to review. 
Um, so I can talk about plot points and I can give away spoilers and I can I can really dive into lots of things that I wouldn't want to do if you hadn't seen it. Um, which leaves me in the predicament of, of 1BR. I know for a fact that 73% of you on Instagram haven't seen it. Uh, and I know there's a big chunk of people on Twitter who won't have seen it and Facebook and everywhere else people follow me and all the people who listen to this podcast. There's lots of you who haven't seen this film. Normally, I wouldn't care and I would go straight in and, and two feet in and tell you all about it. Um, if I do that with 1BR, I'm going to ruin it for you. 1BR has got a plot twist in it about about half an hour into the movie that knocked me for six. I did not see it coming. The, the director, David Marmer, takes you in one direction in such a strong way that when he yanks you back and twists you on your heels, fuck me. I didn't know what to do. I was like, shit, what's going on? Fuck, wow, oh my God. And it just, it completely blindsided me. And I want you to have that experience when you watch this movie because that's what it's intended for. It's intended to catch you off guard and it does such a good job at it. Um, I'm going to tell you what I can without fucking it up for you. So the movie follows a character called Sarah uh, who's moved out of her dad's dad and stepmom's house because she doesn't get on with it. It is the long and short of it. There's a bit more to it, but it, it's irrelevant. She doesn't get on with her dad's a dick. Um, she moves in or she... She applies to move into the Elysio Del Mar apartments. Um, she goes to an open day where she fills in some forms and she talks to the people there. Um, one of the forms she fills in asks her whether she's got any pets, as you would have heard in the trailer. Um, she clearly says no, uh, and she's clearly full of shit because she has a cat. Um, she gets the apartment and she, she moves in. Um, she smuggles her cat into the apartment. Uh, and watching this, I laughed a lot because I've lived in rented accommodation where I've had a dog that I wasn't meant to have um, and that trying to hide that from your landlord is very difficult and it, it just made me smile because I, I could relate to it straight away um, and the character of Sarah is played by Nicole Bryden Bloom um, who I related to throughout this movie um, I'm going to go on record right now and say Nicole Bryden Bloom is a future scream queen and I'm not talking mid-level. I'm talking she is up there at the top. Give her a couple more movies and a couple more performances like this and she will be up there with, with the best of them. Um, her performance in this, I would liken it to uh, Sissy Spacek in Carrie. Uh, I would even go as far as to say that her performance rivals that of Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween. Um, her acting ability is amazing. Um her emotion she brings across on camera is what carried me through this movie. Um, the first 20 minutes of this movie are relatively slow and, and that's purposeful. It, it's done that way on purpose. So when they twist it, it catches you off guard. Um, but without her being the, the, the lead in this, I don't think I would have I don't think I would have been able to be pulled through it. Um, her acting ability alone dra dragged me into where the movie turns and when it becomes exceptional. Um, so she moves into the apartment. After she's moved in, um, she starts hearing banging at night um, and bumps and bangs. And it sounds like pipes and there's moans and some weird noises. And she asks the other neighbours of, do you hear these noises at night? And their response is kind of like, well, what the fuck are you on about, crazy lady? I have no idea what you mean. It's silent. Uh, and you've got a character called Mrs Stanhope, who's played by Susan Davis, uh, who hits her with a classic line of, I don't hear much anymore now, dear, which I, I, I loved. She, she, Susan Davis in this made me laugh multiple times. Um, I, don't know, I don't think that was her intention, um, but she reminds me of a, a family member who I've got. And she just, I think she reminds lots of people of like a Nan type character. Um, she very much reminded me of my Nan and I, I, I loved that. I thought that was, for me, it was, it was lovely. Um, the supporting cast in this are outstanding. Uh, I'm not going to list them all off because th th there's too many. Um, there were two standouts for me, uh, one of which was Naomi Grossman, who's my guest later. Um, she plays a character called Janice, who in the whole movie has probably got six lines, maybe seven. Um, but when she's on screen, her interactions with Sarah 
influenced Sarah's character curve through this movie so much by doing so little. It's very, very similar to what Naomi Grossman does as Pepper in American Horror Story. It's that tiny little bit, but you instantly link with that character. Um, and the other standout for me was Clayton Hoff, who plays Lester, who, again, who has very, very limited lines, um, but plays a, a very conflicted character who's struggling with with a lot and, and delivers that in such a way that, that there's times you fucking hate him and you follow that with absolutely loving him. Um, this movie is a standout for me um, and I'm going to give it some scores. Um, so I'm going to score it one to ten. Um, as I always do. Um, this movie is going to be the last movie I score. Um, when we go into season three, I'm passing it all over to you, um, but you'll find out more about that when we get to it. Um, so this is the last one I'm doing, so I'm glad I've got a great movie to score. Uh, one to ten, one being fucking diabolical, ten being the best movie I've ever seen, and five is average, middle of the road. Um, this scores a nine for me. Um, it, it's so well put together. The cast is so good. The plot twist caught me so off guard that as soon as that twisted, I was 100% and more invested in this movie. Um, now I'm going to score it fear. I score fear one to five. Um, this sits in a really strange place. Now, if you have just moved into a shared house or a apartment complex... This movie will be terrifying. This movie will be a four or a five on fear. Um, if you don't, if you're not in that position, I would probably say this is a three. So I'm going to level it out and I'm going to give it a four out of five. Uh, it, it's a scary movie and I think it's going to scare you. Um, and what I'm going to do now is I'm going to find out what you thought about this movie because some of you have seen it and I have managed to to grab together just enough to give you this week's three-word reviews. Hey, did you have a good time? Yeah, I still can't believe I got it out of all those people. I asked you for them. You delivered them. This week's... Here are this week's three-word reviews. Now, I said I'd managed just about to scrape enough together. Um, I actually reached out to people by DM to try and find enough people who had seen this movie, which is another reason that I'm really telling you to go and watch this movie. You don't know what you're missing. Um, I managed to find one, just one solitary person uh, of, of my followers who has seen this movie. Um, they also scored it very highly. Um, but that person was was Bruce Martin uh, and Bruce Martin's three word review is there's no escape. Now, I can't just give you one three word review because that, that doesn't warrant a, a segment on the show. Um, so I'm going to give it my three word review and I'm also going to give it the three word review that Lisa gave it when she watched it. Um, so my three word review for this is the best horror twist. Uh, and I don't say that lightly. This really did knock me on my ass when it turned. Um, and Lisa's three word review for this is fucking scary movie. Um, this really affected Lisa. She did not. It, she enjoyed this movie. Um, she rated it highly and she was scared of it, but she did not like it. Um, it it's a really unsettling film um, and it, it's such a good film. Um, a, a little bit about our three word reviewers this week. Um, you know about me, you know about Lisa. I'm sure you know about Bruce Martin. But if this is the first ever episode you're listening to, Bruce Martin is a former guest on the show. Uh, he joined us back in season two for Jaws. Uh, he's also the current champion of our Horror Not Horror quiz. Um, he's also got an incredible show over on YouTube called Tonight with Bruce Martin. Um, Links to him will be in the bio for this this episode. Uh, please go and check him out. Please go and give him a follower, a follower, a follow. He's a great supporter of the show and a great friend. So please, please, please support him. Um, and that was this week's three word reviews. Good night, neighbor. 
Let's talk some facts on 1BR. Um, there are some crazy, insane shit you would not believe facts for this movie, um, including a high-speed car chase with a production truck, um, uh, last-minute cast changes of the main cast. And when I say last-minute, we're talking days before they start shooting. Um, I'm not going to tell you about any of those because I know that Alok and Naomi are going to cover those in a lot more depth and tell you a lot more about them. Um, so I'm going to cover the things that I don't think they're going to talk about. Uh, I'm going to start off first with the name of the apartment complex. Uh, it's the Asilo del Mar Apartments. Um, Asilo in Spanish actually means asylum. Um, and for those of you who've seen that movie, who've seen this movie, you will understand the relevance of that. Uh, for those of you who haven't, that'll be a nice little thing that you can pick up on when you watch this movie. Um, the production office for 1BR very early on uh, burnt down in wildfires. Um, so they moved the production of this movie to Alux home. Um, to produce a Hollywood movie of this quality from your home is outstanding. I can barely produce this podcast from my home. Um, so hats off to a look because that is an achievement and a half. And it really, really is. Um, Sarah's cat in this movie um, is called Giles. Um, and the actor who plays Brian is also called Giles. Um, whether that's a coincidence or not, I, I'm not sure. But it was something that, that I, I'll be honest, I've seen it on IMDb, so I'm going to use it. Um, because this is an independent movie that didn't have a big release and didn't have a lot of hype and a lot of money behind it. Facts are a little bit hard to come by on this. Um, but I am going to give you some facts that that are out there, but they're ones that I've gone and found because facts on this are, are, are a little bit short. Um, so this was originally presented at Fantasia International Film Festival, um, where it got a really, really good reception. It was really well received. Um, and on the back of that, it was due to get a small theatrical release. I think it was 10 or 12 or 13 theatres. Um, and then COVID-19. The horrible disastrous virus that we've all had to live with for so long completely scuppered this movie um had this got the small theatrical release i'm confident as with jaws who got a small theatrical release this movie would have got a bigger theatrical release and then a very large theatrical release and had covid19 not happened everyone would have been talking about this psychological thriller slash dark horror and it would have been a huge success and everyone would have known about it everyone uh, and I'm confident of that um, and proof that that would have happened um, when this went on to Netflix it went to number one almost instantaneously um, and it had a really good stint in the top 10 on Netflix as well which uh, on Netflix to stay in the the top 10 for more than 10 minutes is almost impossible. Um, I'll look on the top 10 of Netflix. I'll watch a movie come back and it's changed. So th that in itself is testament to how good this is. Um, also now, a couple of years after its release, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's still got a score of 88%, which for Rotten Tomatoes is a really, really good score. Um, this movie is really good. And I'm going to get my guests on now because I don't want to waste any more of your time telling you facts that I've got and found when you can hear the facts from the people who were there, the people who made this movie happen. Um, so those were this week's facts for 1BR. I'm now going to introduce my guest to the show. So my guest to the show today is the producer of this fabulous little movie that no one's heard of called 1BR, Mr. Aluk Mishra. And star of 1BR and star of American Horror Story, Naomi Grossman. So welcome, Naomi, and, and a look to, to the show. So thank you very much for, for taking the time to, to join me on the You Run podcast. 
Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. <laughs> so I, I, I'm thrilled to have you on um, for, for two reasons. The, the main reason is is One Br. One Br for me is an undiscovered gem. Um, I stumbled on it by complete chance, scrolling through through Netflix when it was on the on Netflix in the UK, um, and I picked it purely because of the name. I didn't know what it was, and I like horror, so I, I gave it a watch. And I was I was genuinely blown away with what with what I saw. That's awesome. I mean, you know, actually, I think if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's called Apartment One BR in the UK. Um, but we had to change it because apparently no one knew what that uh, you know real estate abbreviation One BR is in the states. It stands for like one bedroom, but like we were told very specifically that like ah no one no one knows this, and so we went uh, back and forth with our distributor Bluefinch out there, and they finally were like, look, it needs to be Apartment One BR. And we're like, well, we're not gonna fight you on it. Like, <laughs> let's just make it that. So we did that. It's actually on. Um, it's on Netflix in the states, in in Canada, in North America, but it's uh, it's actually on uh, Sky Cinema Premiere uh, out in the uh, UK. That's what I have been told, um, as far as I remember. Um, but um, but you know, happy happy to be on there. I'll, I'll be honest. It's it's. I guess you know, Sky is sort of your um, your. Um, What's it called? Uh, your version of HBO, sort of. I want to say. Yes, uh, Sky's kind of the UK's premier streaming service, effectively. It, um, it's so funny to me how we have to change. I mean, we speak the same language, and yet, like one br translate, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, it reminds me of when I was there in in Edinburgh doing my show. I was telling. I want to say it was at. 11 10 p.m and that didn't mean anything to anyone i had to say like past 10 past 10. it was like a there's you have some wacky way of saying 11 10 it wasn't like 10 past or something like that americans would understand i don't know all i know is like I was well, like three quarters through the run of my show, and I found out I'd been telling people like the wrong time the entire time. Oh, really? So I'm just lucky I had any audience at all because I don't know how anybody knew to come see me. Well, your 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 background is is predominantly before you done American Horror Story and you done One um, Br, and then before that you were in. Uh, I first saw you as Cat in Fear Inc. Um, oh yeah, but, but before that, all of your the majority of what you done was was comedy. Uh, yes, and, <laughs> and that that's kind of I've watched quite a bit of Control Alt Delete now. Um, uh -huh. it, your comedy performances, I think, actually assist you when you do horror. Oh, I think so too. I mean, at the end of the day, it's the same job. You know, it's they're really not. You know, you learn your lines, you hit your marks, you're, <laughs> um, you have your, you know, you have your relationships, uh, you know, in, in your mind, uh, you've got your intention, your needs, you know, your, like, all that sort of actor work is really the same, um, in spite of whatever genre you're in. But I do agree that uh, I think comedy lends itself well to horror I mean when you think about it like when you you know fall down a slight of, a flight of stairs you know if you're Abbott and Costello it's hilarious but if you're you know if you're uh Carrie <laughs> it's horrifying yeah. you know what I mean it, it kind of um it it's uh when you think about so many these like kind of horror uh icons like um I don't know Freddy Krueger for example I mean he's so over the top you know, a, a, a man with like razor hands, like it, it, it lends itself. Well, I mean, it, it literally like belongs in a, you know, an SNL. When you think about it, it belongs. It, it's no oh. different than a Coneheads or a Toonsis the Cat, really, you know. No, it's not. Just with a, a darker twist put on it. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, it's no, how I, you recover I, from that fall. <laughs> you know, if yeah. you die, it's horror. If you, you know, you get up and then you slip on a banana peel and you do this and you do that, you know. It, it's, and, it's comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I done a, a, a quite a bit of research into into One BR and, and the production. And uh, look, you had, well, should we say, your fair share of issues in getting One BR off yeah. the ground and recorded and. 
uh, yeah, uh, it it was it was definitely a you know a team effort and a, a team effort dealing with the you know disasters that befell us and you know these are things that you know happen to a lot of productions but we just had a, a little bit more than I think the 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 usual amount that occurred with us um, you know yeah, it's, so it's, the, the, the independent cinema is always tough you know uh, things can thing, you you have a lot more issues when you don't have a lot of money yeah. I think the one that, that stuck in my mind was your your last minute cast changes. Yeah, um, yeah, that was definitely uh, something. Um, you know, it was it was definitely. Yeah, I didn't um, get the memo to drop out. I was like the only <laughs> one that didn't you know didn't hear about hear that one. Well, no. Naomi Grossman and I have been dear friends for like twenty plus years, and so when we even when I even got the script, I sent it her way to say, "Hey, listen, what do you think? I just want your opinion of this, and like, do you think you know there's something?" we could we could work on together and and she was so great to say you know this is a great script and you know she kind of gave me the the confidence to feel that we could move forward with this and um yeah we were all set to go and you know the monday before the thursday we were to start like we got a call from uh uh our our lead at the time uh her agent telling us that she's out you know we had this uh, uh sort of larger tv star that was involved and i, I can't say her name because you know libel and stuff but um we <laughs> We definitely, um, you know, uh, we were we were at, uh, pinning our hopes and dreams on this young lady, and this young lady also made us hire her, you know, friend or I don't know, I'm going to do air quotes that you can't see boyfriend. We don't know what he was exactly, but he was on some CW, you know, CW van- bullshit vampire show I've never watched in my life, and I was uh, like, okay. well, <laughs> if it's good enough for the CW, it's got to be good enough for us, you know. And so we uh, we we hired this dude, and uh, so. When she dropped out, he dropped out. And we were like, holy shit, what do we do now? And, and then uh, all of a sudden, we all took another call, you know, from uh, the character that's going to play, Miss, the, the actress that's going to play Miss Stanhope. And what's happened to her is her husband has collapsed, rushed to the hospital, and he's dead. And so we summarily lost three people in one day. And we're just, you know, just freaked out of our minds because, you know, we, we may have, you know, mortgaged and already paid off house to make this movie kind of thing and uh so we sprung into action and and pushed everything back a week which bought us some time to sort of recast as it turns out um nicole bryden bloom who plays sarah was like our top choice uh, really to play her um she along, is but, but she, yeah she's amazing she's amazing like this is her first like you know big lead and everything else and I mean, I, I think we feel smart having quote unquote discovered her, let's say, but uh, but she's just, I mean, she's just so, if it wasn't us, it was going to be somebody else, frankly, because she's just massively talented. And, um, you know, yeah. girls, she can cry eight, eight different ways. Like, I mean, she's- yeah, I mean, a, I, I, Earlier in the show, I, I described her as, her performance is along the same lines as, the same quality as Sissy Spacek or uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in their debut roles. It's that same impact. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I, I, I think that, I think there's definitely a Jamie Lee Curtis with her for sure. Um, as far as um, just you know having that sort of emoting that kind of feel, those kinds of feelings just with her eyes and everything else. I mean, she's she's amazing. But uh, but yeah, so we we it was always um, our director uh, writer director David Marmer's first choice. Uh, she was and she was really like all of our first choices. But then there's other actress who had like, you know, 4 million Instagram followers and whatever else seduced us away. And, um, but we came right back to her and Nicole lives in New York actually. So she had to hop on a plane and, you know, get out here by, she got here by like, I don't know, Thursday or Friday, I want to say of that week. And, and she got three whole hours to rehearse with uh, David. That was it. Um, yeah. So she did everything. She was just thrown in the fire and she was just a real pro. And we, we made our days because she's so good. Like we'd have like, you know, we'd have uh, the ability to they'd do like four takes of something and she'd get it on the first take. So we'd just be like, all right, we'll make an experiment with this a bit, you know, and try it a different way or whatever. It was just like, we made our days because she was just that good. And the cast was just that good. I mean, between Naomi and Taylor Nichols, who plays Jerry and, and, um, um, Giles uh, Maddie, who plays you know Brian and Celeste Sully, uh, who plays Lisa, like all of them. Oh, and, and can't forget Clayton Hoff, who plays Lester. Like all these Clay, Clayton Hoff, I was going to say was was one of my standouts. Naomi and Clayton Hoff as supporting cast who who don't have a lot of lines, but when they do deliver something, is delivered so well it adds to the movie. So for 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 you, Naomi, what what you brought to the movie, your lines weren't uh, there wasn't a lot. 
But when you delivered something, it always had a purpose. And you played that kind of really friendly, but also really sinister character so well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I um, that seems to be kind of <laughs> what casting likes to do with me. I'm, uh, you know, they um, use me sparingly uh, <laughs> would be a nice <laughs> way of putting it. Um, uh, I always felt like, you know, with Pepper, for example, you know, a little bit goes a long way. You know, you don't want to pepper your your pasta too heavily. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I would have loved them to. But at the same time, you know, uh, sometimes less is more. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I am a, a big presence that is even just in life, like kind of when you meet me, I sort of like, you know, require your attention and um you know uh which has been you know great in my acting career um uh not so much though coming up like i you know i at one point i worked as a background extra um like you do when you're just starting out and um man they i was terrible they were constantly like you <laughs> hey can you move back like 40 feet? Like, actually, can you just turn around? Like, actually, you know what? Just go back to holding because you're just like, <laughs> you're, you're hogging up the, and it's true. I, in fact, there's a movie, She's All That, which if I may say so, is not all that. But uh, <laughs> I, I totally steal, if I may say so, the last scene of the movie. Um, Freddie Prince Jr. is sitting right in front of me and they mistakenly put me behind him again as an extra and you know I, I can't help it he's it's Freddie Prince Jr. he's butt naked in front of me of course I'm gonna grimace and like you know steal the show uh but anyway as it as it was you know coming up like you know when you're a developmental actor which is what they call it when you're you know just that sort of co-star nurse number two to the left you know spackled scapel doctor type role yeah. you know they don't want you to steal it they want they want someone who can just fade away who'll just be there to sort of support the star and um you know I, so consequently you know my career was kind of crickets for a long time like I was I wasn't getting cast in traditional ways I I really kind of had to make my own way um it was it wasn't really until American Horror Story that I had kind of a, a big a break <laughs> And I mean, in that, in that, I believe was truly like the perfect storm of a character because, you know, they needed me to be that big in order to like act through the makeup, you know, like if you don't move your face, like that makeup just sits, like it doesn't actually do anything. So, um, you know, they needed someone to really, you know, act to the back row and, you know, that's kind of what I do <laughs> for better yeah, or worse. You've become um, a, a kind of a staple now on, on American Horror Story. You, you've obviously been Pepper, you've been Samantha Crow, and you're back again as, as Rabid Ruth. Um, yeah. You, you are a fan oh, favorite. Oh, are, thank you. Is there going to be more of you in American Horror Stories moving forward? I have no <laughs> idea the fact that uh, they've just renewed horror stories for another season is great news um uh so but you know i'm honestly the last pe person to know these sorts of things <laughs> well, i feel I mean, like frankly, i watch the internet and the and, like fans tell me <laughs> well i mean I'm not the, even the, the truth of the matter also is that this uh the next season of american horror story seems to be like this double feature that looks like some sort of vampire or or some sort of uh uh what's it called um uh it's mermaid or a mermaid vampire i don't know that's like one of the stories and then the other story that they're gonna focus on it seems to deal with aliens and as we know i mean pepper was taken by the aliens uh as i recall right Naomi? like uh, so maybe Maybe there's something coming that way too. I don't know. Like, uh, I'm you know. pretty sure that show is already shot. So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have to do some pretty fancy footwork to get me in there now. But hey, <laughs> I never know. No, hey. anything, anything's possible. Yeah. Um, what are you working on now? Look, because obviously you you've done one br, which I, I think was a roaring success. 
Is there a sequel in the works? Are we looking at a 2BR or is there something else in the pipeline? Everybody always says 2BR. And I'm like, uh, we can we can do better than that. Like, <laughs> I, I, I used to do market research for film. I, I tested movies for a living. And so we'd work very closely with the marketing departments of the studios and stuff like that. And, you know, branding is very important. And I, I think that whatever title we have, it's probably going to be something like 1BR colon then whatever the name is, right? Yeah. Um, I think that that's probably the way we would probably go. Uh, just to, you know, not have any confusion that Sarah would actually be getting a bigger, better apartment because like in L.A. it's just expensive. So you can't really like count on being able to like, afford more than like, one BR. <laughs> um, but, although, um, although I have to say, I think there's something to the two BR idea. The fact that everyone just assumes that it means that people you know, when they're going through their Netflix queue and see 2BR, they immediately go, oh, it's a 1BR sequel. Awesome. It's the thing I've been waiting for. I don't know. I'm just saying. The fact that everyone just assumes that, I think there's something to it. I think that if this is going to be more episodic, let's call it, like, then then it'd be better to just call it, like, different things. Like, 1BR the blank you know it could be called a lot of different things uh in in terms of whatever the story would be about and stuff and it has the added value of whenever people look up stuff uh on their like you know cable system or video on demand or whatever else uh especially stuff that is on like your um you know on your direct tv or something like that uh they do it alphabetical a lot of times and that movie is going to be the first thing they see because not only it's a letter one right because they put number they usually put numbers before they put letters and it's a b so we got one and b it had to be a pretty weird movie to be able to beat us to the top of that list let's say so i I don't think there's any movies that are one a something yeah right so i i think that's another advantage that uh that they have that's built in that would make us want to still keep it uh one br you know i mean all right even even if it's numbers like two is not going to make a big difference either frankly i think it'd be it'd be up to the top as well but uh, we'll I did see. do a movie once. Sorry, I did a movie once where they um, they changed the name from like zombie named Ted because it you know Z to like an accidental name a zombie named Ted or something like that. It was like what just so they could get to the top of the queue. So there is something to be said for that. Yeah, no, no, it's definitely the case. And, and Naomi and I always joke that you know the sequel should be called One Br Two Bath. Because if you're in a relationship, having two bathrooms is like paramount. Like it keeps it, it keeps every, the whole relationship fresh. Really, is the yeah. idea is, is another idea for a title. But uh, as we joke, but you know, it's called it's called different things like all over the world. Like uh, Naomi, what is it called in uh, Japan? Mm. Mad house. Yes, I'm at the house. <laughs> That's what's called there. And then uh, in uh, in Germany, I think it's called a. Uh, uh, what was it? Welcome, welcome to uh, the uh, nightmare. Yeah, that's what it's called there. And then <laughs> Russia, it's like the girl on the first floor. And actually, I just found it. We just opened in Spain, by the way. Oh. Like, uh, like, uh, like a, no, it's not called brr, but it's called like um, El Vicario or something. It's, it's, it means oh, the no, neighborhood. Vecindario. No. Vecindario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it means the neighborhood is what they're calling it. Mm hmm. So it's on it's on um, Movie Star Plus over there. If anyone is in Spain listening, and you can I, I do have there. listeners in Spain. There, well, there yeah. we are, and they can watch it there now. Just just recently, just I mean, literally, just came out like I think uh, just the very beginning of uh, August. So I'm not cool. sure how Spain was seeing it before, but we've been getting um, there have been reviews for Spain long. Alok sends them to me because I speak Spanish. And he's like, what are they saying? You know, if it's a good review, we'll retweet it. And I'm like, basically, the whole time they're asking, like, what does mean? What does mean? You know, it's all about, like, what the heck this silly title means. See, yeah. I'm really glad you touched on the reviews because uh, I've had a trawl through the reviews. And uh, you you did get some backlash, but only really surrounding one incident in the movie. Which yes. was the 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 cooked cat? Yeah. Well, Warmer um, wanted, wanted to do something worse to that cat. To be honest, uh, like he wanted <laughs> he wanted to crucify that cat, and even I was like, 
we can't do that. And I, I'm usually <laughs> the one to say, that's awesome. Let's do that. Let's do more of that, you know? But uh, yeah, it was, it was something in the test screenings that came out that like, I wanted to see that cat like pop out of the oven and its eye explode and all this stuff. But like 75% of the audience that we, that we tested didn't want to see that. And the 25% that did want to see that were like the hardcore horror fans. Yeah. The, the problem is that we don't have a hardcore horror movie. You know, we at best have a psychological thriller that has elements of horror, but it's it's not like a hardcore horror movie. So that was the sort of, you know, that's no, that's, that's, that's the battle well, I lost. One <laughs> of the thing, one of the things that I find so I, I review a lot of movies and I do a lot of research and I read a lot of the one star reviews. Uh, and I've come to the conclusion that people give one star reviews, don't watch the movie or don't understand what they're watching. So I, I, I've got a couple for one BR, if you don't mind me reading them out. So I've, I've got one here, which is, <laughs> but bear in mind, this is this, your movie is a, a horror and a psychological thriller. This yeah. is so disturbing to watch. Don't watch it. It's a horror movie. <laughs> what the fuck are they expecting? Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, a lot of, a lot of times we just get like, I watched up until you killed the cat. And <laughs> after you killed the cat, I wouldn't watch another minute. Half a star. I'd give you zero stars if I could. Like, like <laughs> that, that was literally the, the next review I had. They put oh, the I... cat in the oven, so I stopped watching. So inhumane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's people like, well, I don't know what's wrong with that David Marmer. Like, and, and David Marmer is the nicest guy you'd ever meet. Like, you know, a quiet, well-spoken, introspective, just just a big sweetie, right? And they're just like, you know, he should be put in a mental asylum and, you know, because <laughs> he killed a cat. Like, you know. Well, I, I just don't get it. First of all, he didn't even... kill a cat. And what is wrong with these people? Like, how many people die in horror movies? You know what I mean? Every second. Like, come on. I mean, you like... can pretty much, you could pretty much almost kill a kid. And that's bad, right? But then you kill a cat, and that's far worse. Or a dog, for that matter. I mean, oh, if you imagine if you kill a dog, like, it's too much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is. And it's. It, I find it so bizarre, So some of the things that that upset people. And, and in 1BR, you, you even gave it away in, in the trailer. It isn't like it's a big surprise that that was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, we, tr we tried to make sure that people sort of knew uh, in that capacity. And, and even like the first footage we ever released for the film, like when we were at uh, Fantasia, we hadn't uh, ha we had, didn't have a trailer at that point. But we the, the, the scene that we released was her waking up to the, the smell of something burning and then like going out and obviously finding there was a cat. And then we didn't show we didn't show the cat in, the, in that thing. But we, we got to the point that you could tell what was going on. Right. And, you know, it got that got a pretty big reaction, too. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I heard a rumor. I don't know how much truth in is it that the cat was made of of sausages that were rolled around on a dirty carpet. I mean, it it, it certainly looked like it. I can tell you that it was not the. Uh, and I, I was going to say so it wasn't that... even a good prop. I'm not trying to throw the prop department under the bus. Yeah, I mean, they, they actually did a pretty good job. Like 99 percent of the time, but that cat just did not look right. And it's like a it's a hunk of plastic, frankly. And it's, I think, still sitting in a box in my garage, frankly. It, it's, oh, really? still, it's still there. But, uh, you know, in case it needs to make a, a repeat appearance or something. But it's just the most dreadful looking thing. And we had to, like, cover it up with, like, you know, if you notice that scene, there's, like, it seems like there's a lot of smoke, obviously. But we had to, like, add in even more expensive, like, you know, uh, CG smoke, let's say, right? <laughs> like, to cover it up more because it did look so, you know, not great. So, yeah. oh wow, okay, and and again, I, I thought that was it, it was a good touch to the film. I mean, I, I watched it with my wife, and that was the moment where she went, "Oh my god!" Uh, and that for me, for any thriller or any horror, it's the moment that it, it turns it is the best bit of the film. That that moment where you realise, oh, this is going to get really, really dark, and you don't give anything away. So there was a a good portion of this this movie that I thought it was it was going to be a ghost because you you don't tease any other elements. I was like, oh, what's the bang? And it is is she being haunted? And then when it turns, I was like, shit, what's going on? Yeah, a lot of a lot of people say that. You know, it was very like um, it was very purposeful in a way um, that it's sort of hidden, right? And people always say that. I mean, our whole fear was that we would lose people in that first. 20 something minutes because like there is it's a slow burn at that point right and in fact yeah. the um the first act was actually like 
33 minutes, I want to say. And then it, um, it, uh, we, we just like cut, 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 just making micro cuts within scenes and everything else to get it to like basically 22 minutes where everything then goes to, you know, goes to hell for her. Right. So it, it was definitely like very purposeful that we get to that place fairly quickly, you know, um, in, in this, in this scheme of things. Um, but it was, it was definitely something that I think kept people guessing. And then when, when, we, when we make that turn, like usually we have people at that point, they're going to, yeah. they're going to, they're going to stay for the entire movie. Right. Like it's, um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. When, it, when it turns, it really does turn dark really quick and it gets really dark and really nasty, really, really fast. Yeah. Well, we, we had some data, I mean, or, <laughs> We had some data that we, you know, got uh, through, um, you know, there's a bunch of different people want to know, you know, how many people have watched you on Netflix and stuff like that. And, and they keep that information very proprietary. But there are companies that do sort of like, like the company that has Nielsen ratings, for example, um, they have uh, a, a um, Nielsen tracker and they're able to predict, you know, how many people have watched your film and like how long they watched your film and stuff like this. And what we've been told is that, you know, 75% of the audience watches it all the way through, which is really crazy because usually people check out. On Netflix, there's like 100 different things to watch, right? And yeah. people check out and usually you're a movie of this type with like no, you know, no, no big name stars and stuff like that. Not that Naomi Grossman isn't an amazing name star. <laughs> um, but uh, essentially, you know, it's usually 30 to 35% that stay to the end. Well, we have seventy-five to say to the end, so there, there's definitely a, a nice retention there, and and stuff. And we also know that the the word of mouth is is very strong for this film. I mean, like, look, we got we got to number one on Netflix, and as many people as you know, Naomi knows, and I know, and our friends are friends of friends, right? I don't know eighty-eight million people, right? No. So <laughs> at a certain point, like, it had its own, it it hit, you know, it hit traction by itself, and people were telling their friends about it. And I'm not saying that I run our social media because there's like a lot of us that help out. Um, you know, we couldn't keep up. Like when we came out in that that first week on Netflix, we were in the top. We were in the top. We debuted in the top five, got to number one, stayed in the top five for eight days, and the social media was nuts. Like I mean, people were tweeting like crazy, and we definitely make it a point to try to like to to tweet. Um, you know, if someone mentions us and says something nice, then we always like um, say thank you, and we try to invite them to a dinner party typically. Like Sarah was supposed to go to the dinner party and then they get freaked out and they're like, who's running this thing? <laughs> the, commu the community is running it. The, the, the community yeah. is all of us. <laughs> See, and, and the end of it, the, the end of the movie, the, the way you, you left the movie with her coming out into the street and realizing it, it's not just her apartment, it's the entire sort of estate of apartments. That's left it open to... To, to so many possibilities. I mean, I, I would like to see Naomi back and actually take over the cult and Naomi now be the head of the cult. Yeah. That's what I would like to see for a sequel. I mean, she was kind of the queen bee, right? Uh, I mean, my 100%. husband's dead. I think I'm the, the obvious choice for that. Yeah. I, I, I would agree. You, you've earned it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, you know, well, everyone's equal in the community until they're not, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's obvious, like you know, Animal Farm references going on. I'm sure, and you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's um, I, I literally just got a uh, a treatment for the sequel from David Marmer uh, yesterday, so Ooh. it's moving it's moving forward. Um, and I can't say a you know a damn thing about it. No, it's definitely understand. moving forward. You know. Oh, wow. Exciting. That, 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 that's yeah. really exciting. Naomi, now's the time when we get off the call to, to ring a look back and, and give him your pitch for the, the leader of the cult. Yeah, well, we actually, I, we've already kind of discussed this. Um, uh, another one of the misfortunes that happened uh, as in, you know, shooting this was uh, at one point our production, one of our production vans was like stolen. Literally, like the the van with all the equipment overnight, just th this like truck stealing ring came in the middle of the night and 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 stole it. And uh, fortunately, we had a PA that was um, you know being paid to sort of 
keep an eye on the vans who was there to, you know, track the van. And he was, you know, basically trailing it down the 405. Oh, well. <laughs> you know, you can imagine it's the same, the, just the same freeway where you just saw OJ and the white Bronco. You have to imagine this production van and and our PA behind. Uh, he was, you know, calling the cops. They were telling him to stand down. He was like, no, I, I will not stand down. Not until you get behind this vehicle. And so sure enough, uh, they finally, um, like, surrounded the van uh, and uh, in a, like, a, a gas station parking lot. And who emerges from the vehicle but the most gorgeous felon you have ever seen in your life like brad pitt beautiful and uh you know and they basically you know he he, i'm not sure what came of him but i know that he owes you know a low restitution and we've talked about this we've talked to you know there we could easily uh work something out you know he could definitely like work off you know that that (laughs) what he owes uh in the way of uh you know maybe a a co-star co-starring yeah i mean you know janice janice doesn't have a a husband anymore right he's ready to 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 experience and and fall in love again really is the idea i mean one one br the chronicles of janice I'm going to need some extra rehearsal, though. I'm, you know, let's face it. He's not an actor. He's going to need some extra time with me, maybe even some alone time. We don't know that he wasn't an actor and it it all just went wrong. And this is the reason he had to (laughs) fall into this, fall fall in with these villains that, you know, uh, that, that, you know, he needed, he had to make his rent somehow, some way. I was going to say, we've all, all actors in LA, are you kidding? You know, there's, We've all done the wacky odd jobs. You know, I've danced for money at bar mitzvahs and modeled nude in art classes. I've never stolen a truck, but I suppose you <laughs> I could. Mean, yeah. If that was his particular skill set, you know, he, he came from, yeah. you know, let's, let's say Wyoming or Wisconsin, something in the middle, you know, and uh, th- mm-hmm. that's that's what he knew. He knew he knew he could do this. And <laughs> so when the acting thing wasn't going right. This is what had to happen. I mean, he it was like it's like he was he was out of it for a while and he got pulled back in. I don't know where we're coming up with stories for him. So <laughs> this is but here's what happened. The truth of the matter is, uh, Alok gets this phone call like, "Hey, there's been a bit of an issue, a bit of an issue." You think like our <laughs> all of our like you know half of our equipment is like almost well, it's not stolen, but it's on the news, <laughs> you know. It was a televised high-speed chase at the end of it, yeah. right? And then it's on the news. And, like, we actually put it – it's actually on the Blu-ray, if you if you are able to pick up the Blu-ray. I don't know that there's a Blu-ray that's not an import. I don't think they have it in the U.K., frankly, so you'd have to import the um, American one. The Amer- oh, okay. I'll be honest. The American one's the only one that has it. But it's because, worth it. Yeah. But for the ladies and gay men listening, it's worth it. Yeah. Yes, the handsome, the handsome, the handsome felon, and we didn't tell. We didn't Alok tell anybody. didn't tell it. anyone. Yeah, he kept. They kept the secret. They basically pushed our call by like an hour, which is incredible, and um, didn't even tell David until the rap party, um, and then they didn't tell us until Fantasia Festival, which was where the film um, initially debuted. Um, they, they, you know, we did like a Q and A after the screening, and then they. Uh, have this little surprise for us. I'm glad they kept it secret. I, I would not have been self together, honestly. Yeah. No, you, you'd want it to go, go go down and check the um, the felon was okay. Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I think there's like this is a this is the start of a, a romantic like you know period of Naomi's life when this guy first walks on the set and she sees they see each other. It's just gonna mm. be like ma- it's gonna be magic. I just know it, you know. Uh, I mean, a hundred percent, and I'm a hundred percent down for that movie when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, I, I want to thank you both for for coming on. It's been it's been lovely to have you both on the show and and talk about one br and American Horror Story and and it, it's been fantastic. So thank you very much for joining me. Thank you thank for you. having us. Yes, thank no. you for having us. Run! Run! Ryan, what the hell is going on? I have been truly blessed today to have a look at Naomi join me on the show. Um, They are both 
incredible people. Um, the, the, the conversation we had before we went on the air uh, and after we went on the air as well, they are both so genuine and so nice and so down to earth. Uh, and a huge thank you to both of them for for sharing their stories of 1BR and American Horror Story and Naomi spent sharing her obsession with the the felon who stole their production truck. Uh, and I, I look forward to um, that romantic story developing as we go along. Um, and also, I don't know if all of you caught it in there, but there's there's going to be a sequel. Uh, reading between the lines, there's definitely going to be a sequel to this movie. Um, and I will be the first in line to see it. Um, now, it's time for me to do something that I do not want to do. I've never wanted to do, but I'm going to do it because you've asked me to do it. And this is the You Run podcast. You run the show. I am going to take on horror, not horror. Throw it away. Now. How could you do this? How could you kill him? He deserved it. For what he did all of us right and that clip i think pretty much sums up just about how i feel right now um so over the last season i got a lot of grief about how hard horror not horror was um and i had bruce and i had mark from mw horror reviews both tell me that i should take on the quiz um so then i i threw it out and i asked some other people and everybody agreed that i should take on the quiz myself um for me to do that, I'm going to have to hand control over to Lisa, who's going to take over the show. Are you, are you ready to ruin my life? I'm going to try my hardest. <laughs> um, Lisa's going to quiz me. She's going to give me horror, not horror. And let's get it underway. So, fire away. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, no, not at all. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Question number one. Nice fucking model. Uh, oh, that, that's horror. That's Beetlejuice. Well done. Number two. Sid. Super bitch. Sid, super bitch. Oh, uh, also horror. Scream. Uh, it was the episode that you were on with me. Correct. I'm not liking this. <laughs> Number three. Home again. Home again. Jiggity jig. Home again, home again. Jiggity. Fuck. Really? Correct. Jiggity jig. <laughs> jig it. Jig it. Yeah. How are you spelling that? No, I'm fucking with you. Hold on. We're home jigging. again, home again, jiggity jig. Shit. Uh, not horror. Correct. Uh, um, home Alone. <laughs> no. What was it? <laughs> Blade Runner. Oh, fuck. Okay. Home Alone. <laughs> What's next? Number four. Because I was inverted. Because I was in. Because I was inverted. Because I was. In... Where in the deep depths of hell of the internet <laughs> did you find these questions? This come from my nephew's brain. Oh God, well, Brandon. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh fuck. Uh, I was inverted. I was inverted. Ah, um, I was inverted. I was inverted. It's not horror. It's Top Gun. Correct. Yay! Where did you pull that from? I, I saw the Top Gun trailer when I went to the cinema this uh, weekend. I saw the Top Gun 2 trailer. Hey. Number five. I do know your name. Oh, I do know your name. You do know my name. I do know your name. Your name's Lisa. I do know your name. <laughs> you, you sure? No. <laughs> um, I'm going to say not horror. Uh-uh. What horror movie is that classic <laughs> line from? The Conjuring. Oh, fuck. Of course it is. I do. So she's talking to Valak. That's it at yeah. the end. I do know your name. Bollocks. Yeah. Okay, go on then. Number six. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Uh, oh, it's going to be a war film. Not horror. Uh-uh. Really? What's it from? Not gonna try and guess. Uh, no. Go on. What's it from? Alien versus no Predator. Oh fuck! You've you've been with Jason today as well, haven't I have, you? Yeah. Did Jason give you that question? He might have done. 
bastard. Okay. <laughs> Number seven. Yeah. Not my gumdrop button. Not my gumdrop what? <laughs> not my gumdrop buttons. Button. Uh, uh, that's that's not horror, and that is Ugh, Shrek. Incorrect. Not my gumdrop button. <laughs> no. you, you're going to replace Invitation Dave Do it again <laughs> Not my thumb your buttons You monster Right, number eight <laughs> Yeah, okay, go on, fire away Got to go fast Oh, that's um, th- th- that's my boy's favourite film That's uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, it's not horror Uh-huh, correct hey. Number nine Okay Way to go, Paula Way to go puller or way to go Paula? Paula. 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 Uh, not horror. Correct. I have no idea what that's from. I'm going to take a guess and say... Way to go, Paula. It, it doesn't matter what voice you do it in and you're not imitation <laughs> Dave. Jesus. I don't even know if that's right. Why are you doing it? Uh, I have no idea. I'm going to say... Space Jam. <laughs> Close. Officer and a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> but they're kind of the same movie, same sort of level of quality. Mm, or maybe quite. not. You might uh, people tell you not. <laughs> what score am I on? Oh, Christ, I don't know. Uh, one, five, twelve. I'm on twelve. Shit. So I've got the same score as Mark, and I'm knocking on the door of Bruce. I'm knocking on the door of the champion. So uh, if I get this one right... I'll apologise to... Bruce. I think you need to. <laughs> uh, Bruce, I'm coming for you, baby. Can I take Bruce's title on the last question? Number 10. I'm ready. I do wish we could chat longer. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, I'm really not enjoying this. <laughs> um, I do wish we could chat longer. I do wish we could chat longer. Uh and I ate his liver with some fiver beans and a nice glass of Chianti. It is no. Silence of the Lambs. It's but horror. But I'm having a friend for dinner. Ah, it's Silence of the Lambs. It's horror. It correct. So that means I scored 14. You scored 14. That means I'm the horror, not horror champion. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, Bruce, you can keep the crown because this is only for fun. It was to prove that I could do it. And I'd done a hell of a lot better than I thought I and would. And I don't know how you knew that. Some of them. Some of them. Yeah, a lot of them, though, I think because you, you got help from other people as, as input. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't get the Alien versus Predator one. I'm never going to live that down. No. Um, uh, yeah, and I would never have got the Top Gun one had I not been to the cinema and just seen the trailer for Top Gun 2. Maverick. Top Gun 2. <laughs> um, that was this week's Horror Not Horror and the very, very, very last time this quiz is ever going to be played. Um, thank you to everyone who played this quiz in, in season one. So season one, in season two, um, I really enjoyed this quiz. Um, As we move into season three, there is a new quiz that's going to replace it, which is infinitely harder, um, and one that I have no intention of playing myself before you start asking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And let's get on with the show. Oh, you cheeky bastard. Well, that pretty much rounds everything up. Well, just about. Um... I want to say another huge thank you to Alok and to Naomi. Uh, what they brought to the You Run podcast was was outstanding, and I, I genuinely cannot thank them enough. Um, but there's something else that's that's niggling at me, and that's that's so close I can almost taste it, and that is season three. Now, season three, I promised you we're going to have a lot of changes. There's going to be a lot more ways that you can be involved in this show. A lot more ways that you can control this show. Um, So I'm going to round off the show by saying thank you very, very much for listening. And here is a sneak peek of what's coming next season. What to expect on season three of the You Run podcast. Bigger polls. More movies for you to choose from. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Also, the three-word review makes its return. And I'm all out of bubble. New ways to get involved in the show, like give us a fact. Get away from her, you bitch! We have new guests joining the show 
Hey everyone, this is Lady Crisis, and you can catch me on season three of the You Run podcast. Hi, I'm Dave, and I'm the voice of Ghostface that you hear in the intro and the outro of the podcast. You want to die tonight? And I'll be uh, joining in on an episode in season three, and I can't wait to see what kind of shenanigans we're going to get up to. Hey, horror lovers, I'm Veronica, but many of you may know me as Horror Viking. You can catch me on season three of the You Run podcast, where I will be discussing some spooky topics. See you all there. And some old guests returning to us. Hey guys, it's Heather with Wednesday Wine and More. And so I wanted you guys to know that I'm super excited because I'll be returning for season three of Home of Halloween's You Run podcast. So until then, you guys hold your fucking horses and stay spooky. Heather, that is so not cool. I know it's not cool. That is so not cool. I know it's not cool. That is, that, I mean, that's the fucking like least responsible thing you could have possibly done, man. Plus, a barrage of surprise guests who will be announced throughout the season. You snooze, you lose. New incredible music from Madman Audio. Like this track you're listening to right now. I love the smell of fleshies in the morning. This season of the You Run podcast is going to be like nothing you've ever heard. We love you, metal sucks. This is the You Run podcast. This is your podcast. What's in the fucking box? I can't wait to have you join me and our fabulous guests for season three. Catch you all very, very soon. No, please don't kill me, Mr. Ghostface. I want to be in the sequel. Thank you for listening to Home of Halloween's You Run podcast. You've done your job well, and Mommy is pleased. Don't forget you can get involved in the show in so many ways. The three-word review. He's insane now. Give the show a call. Anchor.fm forward slash home of Halloween. Leave us a voicemail and get a play on the air. Beers to the left of me, beers to the right of me, let's do it. Not to mention, give us a fact. You've got to be fucking kidding. This is the You Run podcast because you run the show. Welcome to a new world of gods and monsters. If you enjoy the show, leave us a review wherever you can. This is God. Or reach out to us direct and send us a DM. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode. You want to die tonight?